welcome to another episode of the Collapsing Game Shelf Podcast, a podcast by a group of animals with way too many board games. I'm Tom, a hedgehog, and I'm joined by... Your favorite lobbyist, Justin. Uh, the... What? The lot? What? what? We're animals. No, I feel lobbyists? like you weren't fucking paying attention. <laughs> what? Um, wow. Your that favorite one. tapir lobbyist, Justin. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That really sent things for a loop. Anyways, your uh, endangered sea otter, Adam. Oh, and I was going to be a sea otter, but I guess I'm going to be a tiger today. Debbie. You two can both be sea otters. They're so cute when they lie down and they're like holding hands and stuff. Oh, I know. Oh, sea otters are so cool. The serial monogamist of them all. Wolves too. Oh, nobody okay, cares about they, wolves. Didn't we discuss made, that yesterday? Whoa. Wolves. You can't oh, just wait, say was that werewolves? Werewolves. <laughs> werewolves. I feel like this is a separate conversation you had with somebody, not me. I mean, I don't see any werewolves around, so they must have gone extinct. Uh, anyway, this is a board game podcast where we play games in our collections and then talk about them. And today we are talking about Endangered, the board game. I think it's called Endangered, the board game. Otherwise, it's just Endangered. Don't just look up Endangered, though, unless you want to become very, very sad. Uh, anyway, uh, Debbie, I think you said you own this bad boy. So do you have the uh, back of the box ready for us? Sure do. The March of Progress threatens the survival of many animals. Endangered is a cooperative game where you must work together as conservationists trying to save a species from extinction. While dealing with complex immediate hazards threatening your species, you must also convince influential ambassadors to pass a resolution that will create a chance for long-term survival. It's a balancing act that will illustrate the complex challenges conservationists face in trying to protect our vulnerable friends. Endangered is a modular game system. Each module tells a different species story, offers unique challenges, and helps players understand the dire difficulties facing these animals and the conservationists determined to help them. And then I'm not reading the rest because it just tells you what's in the box. What's in the box? Well, it says this box includes the Tiger and Sea Otter modules. Subscribe to our newsletter by visiting grandgamersguild.com to learn more about upcoming modules. I thought you were skipping the rest of it because it said, had the word conservationist like eight more times and you just didn't want to. Yeah, I said conservationalists at one point and I was like, no, they're conversationalists. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It didn't, it didn't they can, they well. can be both. They can do I was both. like, I'll just keep talking. I'm sure people will. This is why nobody either. goes into this profession. It's too fucking hard to say. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, as Debbie mentioned, this is a game about trying to uh, save endangered species. I mean, you try to put endangered species onto a list so that they can get saved uh, to, to basically to help the conservation effort of these animals. And I think the base game comes with two, uh, two, two flavors. Well, not flavors. Uh, don't <laughs> eat them. Uh, sea otters and tigers. And the way this works is that uh, each of the animals that you get, because there's also like an expansion, there's a bunch of other animals in it, has its own like scenario objectives as well as 
uh, sorry, not objectives, but like there's different ways that they work. So in the sea otter expansion, you'll get like a little board that has water tiles all over it and it's all like blue and cool and you set up your otters in a specific way and you have a certain number of otters uh, to, to, to work with in like a supply. And like the way it works is they get set out in a certain way and then as the game goes by, um, you'll put down like pollution tiles and these pollution tiles will do different things depending on what the scenario is. So in in the uh, in the otter uh, in the otter scenario, anytime uh, bad things happen, it like gets put into one of the one of the rows on this grid, which is where all your otters are living. And um, the the way it works in the otter one is like whenever it's time for bad things to happen, you roll a die twice, and then you put uh, oil slicks down. And then if they hit any of the otters, then the otters start to die. Um, in the tiger one, it's a little bit different in which there's like a the same grid, but there's um, dice mark on the rows and columns and you have to like pick a row or a column and then roll a die and whichever uh, number pops up that's where you put it on the row or column that you picked so if you decide to go with four and then you roll a one you have to put like a deforestation tile down on the four one square and if there's any tigers there then they go bye-bye like many cooperative games there is uh, one way to win and that is convincing four uh, UN officials uh, to uh, or sorry a certain number of UN officials in the four-player game, it's a four. Uh, you convince them that this is a good idea to conserve these animals, and they all have like different uh, criteria on them uh, that you have to meet for them to be able to have a yes vote when it comes time. And, and like most cooperative games, uh, there's many, many ways to lose. So you can lose by running out of pollution tiles. So like the whole thing just gets completely gummed up with uh, problems and and you can't go on anymore. Um, there's you can just lose all of the animals and then they can't breed anymore. And I think there's just like straight up running out the clock. So if you have too many too many rounds, then you just have uh, you've you've ran out of time to convince anybody. Um, and uh, and they've completely forgotten that they were ever supposed to care about this. So uh, your goal is sort of uh, you know it, there's. It's going to sound more complicated than it is. There's countries represented in this game by little cards, and you basically have to like put down influence, which is a specific type of action that you can take, uh, which you know sometimes costs money and sometimes doesn't. Um, you put influence down on these cards, and you have to like make the influence number high enough so they'll be like, "Yeah, I'm on board." And there's also other criteria on these cards, which uh, varies from country to country. So I think like uh, China was like they are a high number so you have to have like 12 but they'll uh, you'll get an additional point for every animal they have on the board so each of the countries can be a little bit different some of them are just like a little buck wild where you just like roll a couple dice and add that to your influence number because i guess i don't know they're just like constant changing feelings about conservation at any point in time in some of these countries i don't know anyway there's like a few different variations on on the on the on the way you get these uh countries to buy in uh the game is played over years so each round is considered a year and the way each uh round works is you decide what order you want to go in so um everybody's going to have their own special player board which with their with their role uh you're going to pick like a special power at the beginning depending on what your role is and you get a um you get a specific deck for each uh each role so you have like the philanthropist you have the uh conservationalist um I'm sure I got that wrong, but uh, they're like the, the the actual zoo person. Um, 
You've got like the lobbyist, which is just some jerk in a suit. Uh, and uh, what is it like the TV star? So there's a few different uh, few different decks that you can roll with. And they're all a little bit different. Um, and the, and the way the, uh, the way the game is going to go is that, so each round is consisted of everyone taking a turn and your turn is roll your dice. So you have started with three dice, you roll your dice and you put them onto cards, uh, which basically are the actions that tell you what to do. So if you are on, uh, you are, you have a, a one, three and a five, and you decide that you want to play a card, you can put either your one, three or your five on the, uh, action that lets you play a card. So you can play a card from your hand and then just put it down. There's like no cost to these things, uh, other than sometimes you need to pay money or burn cards, but like, there's no like resources really other than money and, and your, in your hand um you just you just slap the card down and then it's available for other people to use um then you maybe put the three down on the card you just played which maybe it costs some money and you get to put down some influence that's all great uh maybe you have to play a player five on the one square that lets you get rid of some pollution and so you do that and then it's going to move on to whoever wants to go next whoever wants to go next rolls all their dice and then uh this is where things get a little uh interesting in that uh they can put their dice anywhere they want as long as it doesn't occupy a card that has a higher number die on it. So if somebody has rolled a two, two, and a two for some reason, they cannot put their die onto any of their dice because they're all twos onto any of the cards that I've already put the three and the five on. So they just can't use those. You always have to have like a number higher than the numbers that are already there. So this is how the game essentially works and sort of uh, works to constrict what your uh, uh, what your plays are and makes it so that it's pretty interesting just like sitting around and trying to talk to your friends about, well, we should do this first or I want you to go first because you have a bunch of high numbers uh, and, or sorry, like you've got a bunch of low numbers. So I want you to go first so that you're not blocking everybody later. Uh, once everybody's finished their turn and put down all their stuff, you advance the years. And then the rule is that whoever went last cannot go first. That's kind of the only thing about the player order. Um, but the way it works on the subsequent rounds is that whoever goes then picks up their dice. So all the dice remain there throughout each round until you play. So as soon as somebody goes, they pick up their dice, they roll them and they go again. Um, So you can have a situation in which you've locked somebody out for like multiple turns, depending on how uh, egregiously you've put down your sixes, essentially. Oh, sorry, I forgot the... um after each person's turn, you're going to be doing two things. The first thing is that you're going to see how many of the, um, how many of the animals, um, you know, when they, um, they're going to make more animals. Um, and this is called the mating phase, uh, <laughs> offspring phase. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Offspring's okay. phase. The offspring's phase. Mm-hmm. Got to like, keep like separated. The, yeah. I was going to say the kids aren't all right or <laughs> like which album, like new, new offspring or old offspring. Is there new offspring? Yeah, they're still making music for some godforsaken reason. Like <laughs> they started so wow. good and then, then. All right. All right. Well. We can't, we cannot go down this tangent. Okay. Each turn you put down your dice. Then you do the offspring phase, which is like you roll a die. And if there's any, if there's any groups that have, or any tiles that have multiple, uh, tokens on them. So if there's like two otters, uh, you roll the die. And, uh, if your number on the die is lower than the number of mating pairs plus one, then you make another one. And there's different rules for this. So in the otters, in the otters expansion, um, you just like put down an otter and then on the tigers one, you put down a tiger, but you also separate the tigers out. So they don't want to be near each other anymore. And they've got to go like go find other mating pairs. And they're all very territorial. 
after the offspring or mating phase or whatever the hell they, we called it, um, then you do the destruction phase, which is essentially all the bad stuff. So you roll dice, put down pollution tiles, um, and draw impact cards. Uh, depending on which creature you're playing, uh, the impact cards are either like all bad or there's like a mix of good and bad or I don't know. There's a few more animals in, in the expansion, so maybe they're all good. Probably not. But you know, uh, they're there to uh, spice things up a bit. So once all those things are done, you move on to the next person, then they roll their dice and continue, so on and so forth. Once everybody's done playing, you advance the year. If it happens to be the, in, in our case, fourth or fifth years, it's at the end that you tally up how many uh, countries you've managed to get on board with your agenda. And if it's like four, then you win. So I think in one of our games, we managed to convince like France, Nigeria, Canada, and... Germany? India or something like that. Oh, Germany, yeah, yeah. India, yeah. So once you have a each one of those are are a, are a yes at the uh, summit or whatever, like you're good to go. You've managed to convince everybody that saving this animal is a good idea, and presumably uh, the bureaucracy goes forth and figures everything out. Um, yeah, that's the most general overview I can give you without getting into the minutia. And also, we didn't play any of the expansions, so I don't actually know what like the birds or polar bears or whatever the fuck. I don't know how any of those work. Suffice it to say, there is another uh, new species, I think it's called, uh, which adds like six or seven more animal types, which are essentially their own scenarios. So um, if you're interested in something like this, there seems to be plenty more where that came from. Uh, Also, you can like up the difficulty if you want to just be a total masochist. So there's that. Um, And yeah, pretty interesting little game. I really enjoyed the like back and forth. I'm a sucker for co-op games. This one felt very true to how I think like trying to do this actually is. You're like scraping together money and working with people and like lobbying the government and stuff to try to get people just to listen to you. Um, and that felt very, very real in a, in a, in a strange way. And yeah, I thought it was a, I thought it was a really fun little game. Um, a little bit like complicated, but not really because, you know, you're basically just playing cards and putting down dice and doing stuff and you always have your friends to lean on. And so I always think that these kinds of games are a good time. And this was, uh, not much of an exception, honestly. Um, did I miss anything else in the explanation, Debbie? Uh, no, no, you definitely hit all the kind of interesting bits for sure. All the good stuff. Because the scenarios can vary wildly, I don't know how much I can say conclusively about this. Uh, the otter one, we petered up the rules a little bit. So like, uh, what is it? You're supposed to, like, if there's no, you're only supposed to put down tiles in places where there are otters. So like, you're always just like chasing the poor little bastards around with your little oil slicks, like some sort of uh, crazed cartoon. Um, <laughs> and so we messed that up. We were just like putting tiles in places where there were no otters and you're not supposed to do that. So we probably should have lost the first game we played up until the point where we realized that it was a mistake. I was like, oh, this is not bad. This seems like it's pretty easy. Uh, In retrospect, we probably would have had many fewer otters to go around. But yeah, this game, I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, The art is very, like, good. I mean, mean, there's not... Like, the art on the cards is, like, people going around and getting donations or having protests and stuff. So it's not super exciting. Well, I mean, it can be. I guess a protest can be pretty pretty crazy sometimes. But, like, there's nothing... 
nothing wild. It was all very, very good. Um, I like the I like the fact that each character has like their own little deck, special powers that can go around. All the scenarios are different. I think there's a lot of variety in this. And if you're into co-op games, I think it's probably one that you should probably you know check out. It's very it's very good. It's actually pretty thought provoking in terms of like what you're doing, right? Um, what did you guys think? No, it was a good solid co-op experience. There were a lot of parallels to something like uh, Pandemic, sort of the the big old go-to for uh, co-op style crisis simulators and um it it had sort of a similar feel with the crisis deck at the end of or impact deck i think it was called at the end of each round um and uh, your your dice i thought it was it was nice that the dice kind of symbolized your actions it gave you a nice concrete thing to know okay i've done two actions i have one left rather than being like wait where was i where did i start does anyone remember if i started in karacha because <laughs> i am in no i don't think so um and I, I like sort of that balancing mechanic with the with the dice, like having to place the dice higher. Um, is it it kind of varies sort of that kind of stale loop that you can get with a lot of board games, where it's just like A B C D A B C D for turn order, and uh, it allows for a little bit more group dynamic and talking to decide who goes when you know what kind of cards do you have okay if you do this and then if you can take your dice off there i'll be able to get enough money to send all the lobbyists at india and we'll just get them on board um and uh i mean with it it, it kind of falls into that trap of a lot of co-op games where you know sort of the needs of the many uh outweigh your desire to play a card and i i definitely try not to uh tell anyone how to do their turns but i know i i I did probably once or twice in this one uh so you know i always feel bad about that but sometimes i uh open up my big mouth before uh my mind catches up um we had to save those tigers we did have to save those tigers (laughs) we did um but I, I kind of like how it it does lean into that idea of a sort of a co-op approach to people's turns where everything is out on the open and you kind of have to decide as a group is, I mean, you sometimes, sure, you want some money, but if you put your six on the go to work card and no one else can go there for four rounds, maybe it's not the best idea. And uh, that dice mechanic can also cause, you know, best laid plans to go a little awry. Um, Because if you really wanted to go first, but you rolled three sixes, no one else is really going to want you to go first. Why don't you just wait a little bit? Um, And uh, yeah, no. Settle down, Johnny. Settle down. (laughs) Right? Uh, Johnny Lobby? Johnny Lobby. No, Bill Lobby. Bill Lobby here. I'd like to talk to you about the sea otters. We'd like to put out some oil booms out here and uh, just really save the little cute bastards. Um, but yeah, no, it was a, it was a good, solid uh, co-op experience. It was one of those kind of games where I almost, I wanted more sort of fluff slash informational text on the cards. Because there was a, a decent amount on some of them. Um, but I mean, that, that was one of my highlights of something like uh, Wingspan was mm-hmm. I don't really, I'll, I'll be honest with Wingspan, I'm pretty sure it's a good game. Um, I don't really remember the gameplay. All I remember are bird facts, and that is the highlight <laughs> of that game. Uh, and there was a fair amount of information on here, and for a game that kind of fits in this sort of semi-entertaining but still semi-serious game, you know, I, I like I like uh, I like I like informational text just uh, in there. Um, 
But, uh, you know, then you're dealing with tarot cards and ain't nobody got time for that. So, uh, no, it's a pretty solid uh, co-op experience. I definitely, there's, so confession time. Uh, this is my first ever uh, Kickstarter. <gasps> it's okay. Oh, I know, goodness. right? You're in a safe place. You can talk I am. <laughs> I mean, really, I there's nothing to be... Yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, with the amount of stuff that Adam gets off of Kickstarter, figure what one is not like that, right? Uh, <laughs> I think I'm doing okay. So, so say we all. It's taken me this long to to get on board. But no, I'm, I'm actually really happy and really impressed with how this one turned out. Um, it's the Endangered game itself is from 2020. So it's the original game itself is uh, is fairly new. Um, I think what probably happened, I'm guessing, is um, having only two animals, so only having two scenarios in your main box, uh, probably gets a little old, a little on the quick side. Uh, and that's, I'm guessing, why one year later we have the expansion um, coming out. So they did do a mini expansion in the middle for pandas. Uh, the giant panda expansion came out in the middle. Um, and then, yeah, they just really pushed this big one out. Um, and there are quite a few uh, differences and changes from what I've seen. Uh, we haven't actually played any of the expansion uh, animals yet. So uh, I can't tell you for sure's. Um, but based on what I was reading, um, they do bring in all sorts of different, um, like just different stuff in general. Um, there's, uh, sideboards for some of them, um, and things like that. And I really, I, yeah, I really enjoy that piece to this. Um, when I was trying to explain to Adam what I bought, uh, <laughs> when I was like, honey, guess what? Uh, I basically try to explain it to him by saying it's like a combination between uh, Pandemic and Dead of Winter. And I really enjoy both games. And there's kind of downsides to both games in a lot of ways. Um, and this one just kind of satisfies a whole lot of uh, fun for me in a lot of ways because there's mechanisms that um, I didn't know I needed, <laughs> but now I do. What? Uh, yeah, I know. Right. So the, the whole mechanism of you can't like your dice do not move until it's your turn. Um, super smart. I think that that that's one of those things that, you know, like Justin mentioned, whenever you're playing the game, you know, it's the end of the round, everybody picks up their dice and it's like, you start from a clean slate again. Um, and in this game, you don't ever get to start from a clean slate ever again. Uh, and I'm sure they do that purposefully. I think that they're trying to make an impact. Um, and there's just, there's, there's just a lot of little kind of pieces. Um, we, Adam and I played the tiger expansion initially as a two player game, uh, really enjoyed it. It went really fast. Um, and it, you know, it played out really well. Uh, the two player game, uh, does kind of, change the whole uh turn order piece like you kind of lose that um i don't know that that extra bit uh when it's two players but one thing that we noticed was that the impact deck was uh 
punishing, like painfully punishing. And then we started playing sea otters yesterday um, with, you know, with the group. And all of a sudden, you know, we're basically hiding behind a cement wall waiting for this impact to come to see what kind of nightmare it's going to be. And a bunch of them were nice. I was like, wait, what? (laughs) Um, And so they find ways to balance how each of the different species works. Um, And so, you know, you get kind of punished really hard with uh, the fact that you have to do uh, two pollution tiles uh, under every turn. And, you know, the payoff for that is your your impact deck is a little nicer. Whereas uh, in Tigers, you know, you only have to do one deforestation per turn, but your impact deck is potentially going to amplify that uh, quite a bit. Um, depending on, you know, what kind of manipulation you can get away with. So really interesting that you can't really look at it and assume whether it's going to be positive or negative. Um, and so I kind of look forward to playing some of the other uh, species blind, just because, I don't know, not knowing if it's going to be good, bad, ugly. Oh, like, I find that very intriguing. So um I'm super happy with this game. Uh, they, I got all like wooden meeples and they got painted. And so they're all nice and pretty. Ooh. Ooh. So, I mean, that's kind of nice. There's nothing really like I, beyond those. There's nothing really flashy about this game. I think it's, I think they put all their eggs into the realistic bucket. Um, but I think that you can learn a lot from it. So uh, I, it says 10 and up, I think. Is it 10 and up? Yeah, it's 10 and up. It's a lot of words. Yeah. And I think that, but I think, I don't think there's ever really a downside to teaching kids about how punishing our world is right now. Um, <laughs> uh, okay. I mean. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> to say it nicely. No, I think that it's just, I think that you can gain a lot from this game. I think that it's not only fun and enjoyable and you can kind of, like you said, work with your friends and, and really have that real round table discussion about which order things we should go in. Um, but just being able to understand kind of how difficult it is. And uh, one thing I guess that really struck me is the uh, currency is in millions. So your little stack of dollar dollar bills is $1 million. And I think that goes to say a lot for uh, <laughs> how much money it costs to do stuff like this. Um, and so it's just, yeah, I mean, it's impactful in, in so many different ways. And then it's enjoyable. And it's a cost in millions, but also it takes you like five years to convince anybody to do shit about it. Yeah. Very on the nose. After many, many millions spent. And it's, I, nobody likes to think about the fact that, you know, like, where does the money come from for conservationists and stuff like that? And I mean, the idea that you have like a TV host in there contributing, you're just like, really? But that's reality. Uh, you know, the philanthropists. Very few actual zoologists hanging around in this effort. It's like all yeah. Yeah, all people with just huge amounts of money and a lawyer and a TV personality. Yeah. And that's uh, the new, in the expansion, they bring in one extra character and it's a celebrity. <laughs> well, yeah, like so, this, is, this is the world we live in, right? It's all about uh, influencers is, yeah. and... Yeah, that's what we got Adam for. He's our celebrity to bring in that big money. That's it. Woo! Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. None of, the, none, none of this shows what the. Uh, I'm looking on Board Game Geek. None of this shows what the uh, what the celebrity looks like. It's kind of curious as to who they drew from. Oh, anyway, I don't, know, don't remember looking. I, I mean, want to know. Out. 
Oh, I want to know. Is it Dwayne the Rock Johnson? That's what I want to know. Oh, man. Oh. It should be. I only looked at the girl side, to be honest, so. Was that Dwayne the Rock Johnson? With a wig? Yeah, it should be. (laughs) No. Yeah. (laughs) In his little fairy wings when he played the tooth fairy? (laughs) Was that that him or was that Vin Diesel? No, that was. I think think it was the Rock. It was the Rock. Yeah, it was right. All right, sorry. No, 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 it's it's all good. This um this game is is and keep in mind, I love pandemic. Like I I've always kind of like preached the pandemic gospel. I guess like I I've always just enjoyed pandemic. I've always thought it was a really good game. I've always I've like never turned down a game of pandemic, even though I've played just a, a absolute pile of it. Um, this this game, in my opinion, is just it's a better pandemic. Like it's, it's, yeah, it's even, it's even more fun than pandemic. Uh, it's, it's good. Like it's really good. And I'm my, my biggest concern with it is what was already addressed and that there's only two, uh, there's only like two missions or two animals scenarios. scenarios. There's only two scenarios in the, in the base box, which would, would get pretty old, pretty quick, which, you know, that's, that's not cool. Um, but with this, with the expansion, it adds, you know, four or five new scenarios. Plus there's the Panda expansion and all that sort of stuff. Um, I look forward to trying some of these playing it at a two player count does feel a little, I don't know. I I don't know. Like it's, it's very, it's good at a two player count. I think I preferred it at a two player count as opposed to a four player count. Just cause like one thing, this kind of suffers from the same thing as pandemic is unless you're you're in a kind of quarterback e um game set where you're you're like actively discussing all your turns and and stuff like that uh where where it, it does tend to fall into one person kind of taking charge and just like well this is how we're gonna win um there is a, quite a bit of downtime in between your turns when you're playing at four players which i mean that's that kind of sucks, but I mean, what do you, what do you want? Right? Like it's, it's four players. That's, that's what you're going to get. Uh, so that kind of, that kind of bummed me out a little bit, but, but other than that, like the game, the game is really fun and it's really good. Um, and I mean, the more you kind of see what's going on, like, I mean, at, at the time of recording, there was like the, there's like that, that climate conference that is just kind of, ended um so i mean it's it's just one of those things that's on everyone's mind right now is global warming and eco things and uh eco things eco things yeah Uh, it's um you know like like the environment's on everyone's mind um we're we're getting hit with like more and more crazy weather and it's affecting not only the humans but also the animals and uh it's like it's a big deal it's it's a big deal right now, and I think that this game does a, a pretty good job of touching on some of those points while keeping it fun and light, light-ish. Um, like, I mean, you're playing a board game, right? How can you not really, how can you not be having fun while you're playing a board game um, until you realize that you're murdering poor innocent tigers by cutting down their habitats, <laughs> you evil, evil people. And so it's yeah this, this game this game is good I I really enjoyed it I'm excited to play more of it um and and honestly like I I personally feel it's it is a better pandemic and I that's that's insane it's crazy 
So, so side note, uh, the publisher is uh, in cahoots with uh, one of the world conservation, like the World companies. Wildlife Foundation. I don't think it's the World Wildlife Foundation. I think it's something else. Oh. Uh, but nonetheless, they do. Uh, it this game was built with uh, specialists involved, and so it is supposed to be accurate, which is kind of cool. Um, and they do give some of their uh, earnings to the conservation fund, so that's kind of nice. Well, that is a good touch. Yeah. Is it sustainably made? <laughs> Fair trade? Nothing but softwoods and a uh, softwood paper. I think the second you open up the manual and it's shiny, it immediately tells me that it probably isn't great. Well, I mean, you do what you can, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, yeah. Kudos to them, because I can imagine, I think they probably, uh, Center for Biological Diversity is what it is. Well, that sounds even more professional than the World Wildlife Fund. Yeah, so it's a national nonprofit conservation organization. Scientists estimate that dozens go extinct every day. Jeez. By the middle of the century, as much as 30 to 50% of all species could be on the path to extinction. Sad. Oh, well, another bummer. Another bummer to end the episode here. <laughs> <laughs> but it's such a good game. Oh, yeah, for game. sure. Yeah. I They say that it's apparently board game... Geek says that it pay, plays best at three. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's, I mean, an interesting odd number. Could be true. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm curious. Like, we'll probably play it with uh, Adam's sister and, and see how that goes. But um, Not I with George? Actually, with George. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll get George oh, the dog George. involved. Where, where, where do you want to move? Where, where do you want to put your dice, George? Just, just bark oh. twice for here. Oh, that's a good George. spot. George, George would probably eat the board, okay? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he is a he's a starved animal. He does not eat enough. Oh, uh, no. Too skinny. Huh? Oh yeah, mean yeah. Parents. If you if you let yeah. George try to tell the story, he'll tell you that he just never eats and you know wasting <laughs> yeah. away walks all to, the time. Walks to school. Walks to school uphill both ways. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, poor George. No coat, George. But no, I bought this originally. I actually bought this to play with my brother and sister-in-law. Um, and I'm I'm actually pretty excited to bring it now because I think that it's, yeah, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So I'm excited about this one. And really, Excellent. point for Debbie. That's all I got to say. All right. Point for Debbie. Point salad for Debbie. Adam likes it. I didn't Ooh. actually think Adam would like it. I was like, nope, he's going to hate it. Because <laughs> he's an endless curmudgeon? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly yes. it. <laughs> Well, no, because it's it's that typical like you can't admit when you're wrong. Oh, is this dice on it? Oh. Yeah, I was about to say. Oh, it's got dice. Oh, yeah, but God. the dice aren't yeah. like the whole, the entire game. It's not. It's not like oh, I need to roll this exact number. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Terrible. <laughs> 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 I'm telling you, you guys are like in my house every day. That's what it sounds like. I feel like you <laughs> guys are Adam creating or the dogs. <laughs> oh, oh, which one am I? <laughs> Never mind. I want to know the answer to this. No, <laughs> you're the fucking Problems. stupid one. <laughs> That's what you are. <laughs> oh, too funny. Is there going to be a legacy version of this? Oh, God, that'd we're be sweet. Living that that, would aren't be. we? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was about to say we're living the legacy. No, version. no. <laughs> two on the nose. Wow. Two on the nose. Oh, it's not going well. <laughs> Oh, man, that's sad. 
And now all I can think about, I'm waiting for the koalas to come out. I'm actually really surprised they didn't have like a koala version after the fires. Mm-hmm. But they're just going to flip over cards and be like, oh, your koala, koalas uh, have what, like a, a rampant chlamydia outbreak or something, right? Like And yeah, syphilis. They were like, or syphilis. Yes. Sorry, that's what and it they, is. Syphilis. I think they can have both. Oh, disgusting. They can have both. Horrible. Chlamydia, chlamydia is the famous oh, one. Oh, okay. All right. So I was right. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I, but they're disgusting. They were on fire, man. Don't you remember do, seeing I, all well, the videos and pictures? Yeah. Yeah, so, that was horrible. So it was California every year at this point. Yeah. It's I, it's bad. Uh, well, yeah. We're, like we're getting into we a uh, spring, summer, fire season, fall, yeah. flood season, and then winter. Boof. Well, and that's, yeah. Like, I don't know. I... I'm sure a lot of people, I don't know, don't know this, but we're uh, in Canada and it is the middle of November and we just had one of our provinces, uh, pretty much like almost the whole province got shut down by massive flooding in November. And usually at this time of year, we are like two feet deep in snow (laughs) if we're lucky. Um, Yeah. And there was a massive flood. That's a disturbing change of events. (laughs) So... It's very on the nose for what's happening in our world today. And I think that it comes at a good time to teach people. Call your representatives and get them to do something about it. Yes. Stage some protests. Go out and, I don't know. Lobby. Do, do, yeah, lobby. You too can be like Bobby Lobby. <laughs> Bobby, Bill? Bobby Lobby. Bobby Lobby and his brother Bill Lobby. Bobby. Yes. Bobby Lobby. Not to be confused with the Hobby Lobby. Very different. Oh, yes. Very different. If I owned this, uh, would I keep it or not? I'd probably keep this one around. I don't have this one, uh, but I thought it was good. Um, It's a nice, fresh take on co-op games, and uh, it has a good... Good. I'm trying to think of the word here. Uh, a interesting theme to it. It's uh, educational. It's uh, it touches on an important topic, and it's uh, fun. And I really like co-op games. Uh, if I had this, I would uh, I would definitely keep it. I might think about picking it up at some point. I think we'll probably have to see how many more expansions come out. Um, but I mean, if I see it kicking around, I might think about grabbing one. So it's uh, it's good. I recommend you check it out if you like co-op games, and uh, if you like, I don't know role playing as a conservationist it's uh it's pretty good it's pretty good uh justin i i actually i don't own this but i think my brother does um but we have not yet played it um yeah um and it is a game that uh were i to own it uh, i i would definitely hold on to it it's got a it's a nice solid co-op experience uh, from a mechanical perspective uh everything works really well i like kind of the back and forth with uh the dice mechanic and uh trying to work with your team about when people should go and when to pull off dice and which cards to kind of play it definitely feels like a game where you your turns are going to be kind of played together unless there's because there's no real asymmetry there's nothing that you can do really um uh, usually you, you like each character has like a little bit of an advantage or something but there's nothing completely unique to anyone um so i mean that that's maybe one thing that can kind of take over the game and something just to you know keep in mind uh but otherwise it's a it's a solid game um i would be hesitant to recommend it alone um but i think it's a solid recommendation with the expansions um 
from a mechanical perspective, I thought maybe just with two scenarios, um, not quite being enough gameplay to uh, to to have it really last at the table. But uh, with the expansions, it seems like there's plenty plenty to go around. And uh, from a non mechanical perspective, I, I thought the art was great, and I thought it tells a very good message. Uh, that's uh, something that uh, you know everyone needs to kind of pay attention to. So uh, yeah. How about you, Debbie? Uh, so for me, uh, I rate on a five-point scale. Uh, this is a five out of five for me. I there really is not anything that I that comes screaming at me as being um, bad about this game. Um, I do agree that just having two animals in the first uh, in the main box is uh, is a little short-sighted. Uh, I, I think that that's probably because I don't think they really knew uh, how well this game was going to do um, and probably wanted to stay a little on the, you know, uh, conservative side uh, with the initial implementation of it. So um, understandable, but with the new stuff, um, I think it's, it's you know, uh, going to get a lot of, a lot of play out. Um, I don't know if new species is out in stores yet. Uh, like I said, I got this through Kickstarter and it just got delivered, I don't know, a week and a half ago, maybe. So uh, this is fresh out of the box for us. Um, other thing to say is uh, I did see online that there is a lot of discussion about trying to push the game to be a little more asymmetrical. Um, and there are people that are actually working on making uh, different card decks uh, that are completely different than uh, the other uh, other roles. So that's kind of cool. Um, I think it's great to see a community that, uh, you know, wants to to better a game and, and work together and do things like that. I always think that's kind of neat to see. Um, so yeah, that's a five out of five for me. It's a lot of fun. Um, I think that you can teach your kids. I think you can, you know, um, get a lot of, a lot of good out of this game. So, uh, yeah. Uh, Adam, how's about you? I too like this game as I'm sure you've, uh, already picked up on. I, I do, I do feel it's, it's just a, it's a better version of pandemic. I don't really like that there's only two scenarios uh in the box but with the expansion that changes a lot of stuff um as a just as as the base game by itself i would give this an eight out of ten which is uh, a ban me sandwich for those keeping track at home <laughs> that's right i uh have the list um in front of me wow Wow. we did it uh however if you throw the expansions in there uh i can i can easily bump this up to a nine which is a cubano sandwich delicious uh which i i mean like the the game's fun it's really fun it's a good co-op game it makes you think it 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 like touches on on a topic that is becoming more and more important it it's and it's done well and it's done really well so it's yeah i i i don't i don't have any problem if you include the expansions in it aka not having only two scenarios uh because unfortunately the two scenarios will become like they they get old real real fast like there, there's just not enough diversity in the in the base box in my opinion um yeah good game eight for the base box nine if you throw the expansions in all right 
Cool, cool. Sorry, I was distracted. I was trying to look for cute otter gifts. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, if you like this kind of thing, uh, you know, hit us up. Uh, you can uh, like and subscribe, share with a friend. That'd be great. Um, you can find us uh, on collapsinggameshelf at gmail.com if you have any feedback, or on Twitter at CGS Podcast if you want to, I don't know, yell at us there. And uh, if you want to get a hold of me, you can find me on Twitter at Team Rage Tom, and you can tell me, uh, I don't know, why you think otter are so goddamn cute uh justin well hey serious justin here for just a second you know if you want to learn more about uh, animal conservation please visit the worldwildlife.org docs.ca or the iucn red list stay informed see what you can do to help and if you can uh, please donate um if you want to get a hold of me for some weird reason you can find me still on twitter at don't trust justin how about you debbie uh, you guys can get me at, at Mrs. Wynn, that's at M-R-S-W-H-Y-N on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, like Tom said, you can get us as a group at CGS Podcast on Twitter. We love hearing from you guys. Uh, let us know uh, if you guys managed to get in on this Kickstarter and if you've tried any of the new uh, species. Let us know uh, which one's your favorite. Uh, I'd love to hear about it. There's <laughs> We have a, f- a few nights of games to get through to s- try them all, but I'd love to hear which ones you guys would recommend. Um and somebody, please, somebody make a good how to play video. I mean, there is one out there. It's a little kid. He's kind of cute, but it's a little weird <laughs> learning a board game from a little kid. Nonetheless, he proves it just needs editing. It does. And he proves that you don't need to be 10 years old to play this game. I don't think he's 10, right? Uh, Adam, how about you? Guys, if you want to get a hold of me, you can catch me on social media at For the Win. That's F O R T H E W H Y N. You can also, if you're in the Calgary area, check out FTW Barbecue, FTW BBQ, and Bakery. Um, and uh, we are going to be doing some barbecue for Christmas, uh, Christmas Eve. We're going to do another. What? Yeah. Yeah. We're going to do a, a Christmas Eve barbecue because Christmas Eve is all about. Um, well, spending time with family and getting drunk. <laughs> and, wow. Yeah, yeah, so let me uh, let me take food off your mind. Um, you can we'll take care of the food. Let you get even more drinking time in, and oh, and family time, family time, very important. Yeah, family drinking, time. family drinking time. Let me take food off your mind is not a bad motto. That's a good. One. Yeah, yeah. See, we're it's wow. yeah we're workshopping things live, man. <laughs> all right that about does it for us uh thank you again so much for listening i hope you enjoyed this episode i hope you have a great rest of your day and we'll be back at you next week with something fun thanks again bye, bye.